computer. Well, hi, I'm Phil. And I'm Phil. And this is the Phil and Phil show to begin 2021. And we're going to start with a small series of New Year, New You. Wow, that sounds exciting. What's that about? So it's about, you know, everyone gets really excited, don't they, about the new year and they decide they're going to drink juice for a day and then that's it. They decide they're going to do yoga for a day and then that's it. They're going to jump on the rebounder for a day and that's it. They're going to stop drinking alcohol for a day and that's it. So I thought the whole thing, Phil, with the, with the um, new year, new you thing was so we can share our lifestyles and what we do. And next um, next week, we've got Samado Sibley, which he's going to be a great guest to kick us off with. First guest of the of this new amazing year. And um, he's, he's a plant based chef specializes in raw specializing, sorry, in raw food. Uh, he's Michelin five star. So he's going to be great to come on for you guys to get inspired to to uh, to to continue doing what you set out to do in the new year. Because, you know, what I really want for me and Phil to be able to do is inspire you guys as well as us. So we actually don't just do, you know, juice for a day. We actually do juice for the year. We actually jump on the rebounder for the not for the year, but every day for the year you can do the yoga you know if we do the yoga weekly maybe daily you know whatever you choose let's see if we can help each other to actually be successful in our new year ventures so we can actually have a new year and a new us right yes exactly sorry someone just commented on facebook oh good got a comment that's fabulous yes well, carry on. <laughs> okay. There's two of us on the show, you know. Oh, you mean I have to talk too? Yeah, you well, guys join in. Yeah, I thought it was the, just the Phil show. I was no, Phil no, 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 that Phil. was last week, the Phil show. But I'm Phil, you're Phil, so there's really it's just, it's just you and you. It's you and you, <laughs> the Phil, the me and the me and me show. <laughs> oh, um. Well, no, I, I, what I wanted to, to start, just go and connect into, too, on that is uh, we made it through 2020, which is pretty amazing. So I just want to think about the things I'm grateful for. Um, and definitely, like, we went through a, a really intense year, uh, you know, not, about nine months of intensity for everybody. And, and we're still here and we're still thriving. And we set up our show right at the beginning. So I'm really grateful that, you know, you and you and I, we jumped on this and inspired to, to do a show and we've done it almost every week throughout when we since we started I think we missed like three 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 weekends or something yeah. uh, one yeah, of those three. I did I did the me and me Phil show so that's the <laughs> but just yeah we've made it through and um it's been challenging and I, I got knocked off my path through this year and I think everybody did like I was meditating twice a day I was stronger in my practice and there's many good things have happened, but I kind of got knocked off my path a little bit and got like sucked into too much of the world and too much of like the social media and everything that's going on on the external and kind of neglected my internal a little bit. And that's when we need it the most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that of course is when we need, we need that the most we need. That's when we need our spiritual practice or whatever it is, whether it's, 
going out, walking in nature, riding your bike, whatever it is that connects you, going to stone circles like you do. Um, and we've kind of lost some of those things, some of them group things, like you were doing fire circles regularly. And, you know, the year kind of stopped that a little bit. So we've been buffeted around and it's been tough, you know. So I think this is the year where we go, okay, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah, cool. You know, one of the things I've been really grateful for um, in me is, you know, not doing this, not having this roller coaster of emotion and, and managing to stay relatively stable within all of this and not getting sucked too far down that, you know, there's so many rabbit holes to follow the good, the bad and the ugly. And it's too easy to, to, you know, I get people sending me loads of really, really interesting information. And I could have just got lost down, you know, kind of other people's rabbit holes of what they found really interesting. And, you know, and, and to an extent I've done it, I've had a look and, I've dipped my toes into different things that I wouldn't have done. So I'm very grateful for the fact that I had the opportunity to check out other things and look at other things that I possibly wouldn't have done. And, and you know, and to broaden my horizons and my ideas and my knowledge base. So, so you know, that on a level has been, been really interesting. But I think because of my um, practice so to speak what i've done over the years i've i have actually managed to stay stable and not be on that roller coaster and i'm really grateful you know and the show's been grateful with you having having you there every sunday and you know making a, making us um commit commit to each other because this is what we've been wanting to do for nearly 15 years not speak every Sunday but certainly speak a lot more than we did mm -hmm. so I'm really you know there's actually a lot to be grateful for with with the lockdown uh, I think if we hadn't have had lockdown it wouldn't have, have um, pressured us into doing this show feeling that we needed to get some good information out there that wasn't you know the mainstream wasn't doing what we were doing you know and, and doing our best to keep it upbeat and positive and what can you do to support yourself so I'm really grateful for that you know and lockdown also enabled me to go and do a 38 day fast so I was really grateful so for me I you know I dove so much deeper into myself into spirit into my spirituality into my evolution and and I think David Icke actually said it really well Phil the other night I watched something of his and he said it seems like the wake and the becoming more awake and the asleep are becoming more asleep. Mm -hmm. So actually it's forcing us. It's, it, it's forcing that to happen. And the people that are into transformation and waking are waking. And those that are into CNN and, and BBC are just getting more into it and going, well, you know, this is the way and it's the only way. So, so I think, you know, that, that there is that definite divide and there's those of us that are really looking into evolution and consciousness and, you know, waking up, which there's lots of connotations now with the woke movement and everything else, but um, realizing that actually the only way we're going to get out of this chaos is to dive deeply into ourselves because the outer is a reflection of the inner 
and the outer is reflected. And I think we spoke about this maybe yesterday or the day before, Phil, about um, how everyone's looking externally to solve the problem. And actually, the only way we're, we're actually, actually going to heal this problem and solve this problem is to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. And when you, I just want to go back to a point you're talking about, like this kind of divide of awakening. And, but I, th I think there's a subtle level to that in, and it's kind of maybe in the middle somewhere because we, we've got this big divide of like people just going along with the mainstream. But then I think there's another divide going on of like splitting us into supporter of this political party or this political party and then the rabbit holes you can go down with either and it's like i think gable talks about this is like i mean it's it's useful to, to gather the information so you're strong but is there is a point where it's like is continually going down that rabbit hole helping you evolve is it is it going to take you inside i mean or is it getting you more and more angry more and more frustrated more and more away from your soul and your spirit because it's like we could go down rabbit holes forever. I mean, it's like they've been, you know, the conspiracies and all that's been going on for hundreds of years. And it's like we can, and we can go down that hole forever. But if it's taking you away from your soul, from your spirit, then then what good is that? You know, but if you can kind of gather the information and, and use it to empower you and then stay strong, then great. But if you're if you're losing yourself in it losing yourself you know losing your spirit losing your connection to your soul then it's not helpful and you'd be better off just turning off everything whether it's the alternative media or the regular media because both of them definitely can be traps and we talked a little bit about that and i don't want we're not going to get into politics but that that divide of us and them kind of thing yeah, so, you know, for me, when I found myself going down the rabbit, I was just like, absolutely feel it takes me, it takes me away from myself, you know, and I found by going down the more useful videos on YouTube of um, healing myself, you know, how can I, how can I connect with myself more and whether that's getting inspired to do a bit more meditation or whether it's inspired to do certain meditations, you know, like, like New Year's. I went to bed early New Year's Eve, so New Year's morning I got up and went to the Stone Circle and and hung out with the stones and set a few intentions and and walked around those and just you know I was with them for an hour, mm -hmm. um, so I was I was doing my best to find things that actually encouraged me to connect with myself and heal with myself, you know, doing breathing exercises when I woke up in the morning, you know, kind of doing prayer and affirmations when I would go to bed at night to help me sleep deeper and better and you know to help me stay with myself while I'm sleeping and not not get dragged off into that dream world tell me more about that what's that <laughs> I've done something now I've not what's what Phil <laughs> you like stay with yourself and not go off into the, what 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 uh, <laughs> what does that mean well <laughs> For a long time now, I've woken up in the morning and it feels like I've been at battle. Mm. Mm -hmm. So do you ever get that feel? Yeah, you feel exhausted and you're like, I, yeah. had a, I went to bed early. I wasn't stimulated in any way, but why do I? And I had like at least eight hours. Like, why am I exhausted? Yes. 
right yeah and and not only waking up feeling exhausted but waking up feeling like it's like wow what happened to me in my sleep last night <laughs> where well you know i remember Kay and i had these conversations about man it, you know it's like i've been battling all night mm-hmm. no no actual dream about it as such but just it's like where have i been in the night what happened to me and then i was watching a video by have you come across laurie ladd yet phil uh i've heard of this person but i i think i might have seen something but yeah yeah so i've watched quite a few of her videos and actually she talks of this about us going off actually actually basically like astral traveling in our sleep mm-hmm. so we actually like our spirit leaves our physical body while it's sleeping because the spirit just keeps on doing its thing right and we go off and do all sorts of funky things so she said one day to um when you go to bed at night talk to your I th- i'm pretty sure she called it your light family so you know all the people that are etherically mm-hmm. in your world and i thought because this happens you know we we kind of go off on adventures we go off on missions and i thought okay i'm going to give this a go because because i wake up feeling like god knows where you know it's like i've had a a meeting with the galactic federation or something when i've been (laughs) off sleeping it's like man that was a full-on night so i thought okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try this who knows where i go to or what i do whatever happens so i started putting my hand on my heart and my other, other hand on my sacral chakras and i just started breathing and going okay right i'm going to call in my light family and i'm going to chat with you and say look i have no idea what's going on i've got no idea what happens so what i'm going to do is i'm going to really request that you guys make sure that i stay in my body all night long so i can sleep deeply and rejuvenate and feel like i've slept in the morning and you know who knows what actually happens all i can tell you is ever since i've been doing that i've woken up going oh yeah i went to sleep last night i didn't go off and have a chat with the galactic federation or whoever it is <laughs> whatever it go, is you know whatever so, it is i go off to chat to it could be as I've simple been, as you just embedded a, a command to you not going off into the i mean we don't really know do we but it's like being no. open to all that possibility but the, the fact and, is you set that intent which is yeah, the first step you know, and really, I set the intention to have a peaceful night's sleep. Mm-hmm. So whether you believe in astral travel, the Galactic Federation or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The bottom line is I set an affirmation for me to have a peaceful night's sleep. Oh, seems like I need another one. <laughs> and then so I can wake up in the morning feeling like I haven't been on an adventure. Right. And actually, since I've been doing that, I've, I have, you know, peaceful night's sleep and I don't feel like I've been on, on an adventure. Because if I go on an adventure, right, I'd really like to know I was going on it and not just wake up feeling like I've been on it with no recollection at all. That's no fun. Right. <laughs> so who knows? May, you know, maybe I'll, if I practice this, I might get to, to, to actually um, partake in the, in the adventures and not just right. do it without knowing it. <laughs> yeah, and I think just... Yeah. So, I mean, what is sleep anyway? I, I don't think anyone really even knows. We don't know. You know at least I don't, in think the... I don't think your dad knows what sleep is. He doesn't. He's always working. <laughs> I, well, he's just, I remember when I was up with him in the summer, or not last summer now, the summer before, and we were talking about energy and sleep. And your dad said to me, and Alan, if you're watching, correct me if I'm wrong, that 
he doesn't really know what tiredness is. Right. He's always had so much energy. In fact, he said, I've had so much energy, Phil. I don't know what I, I didn't know what to do with it all. Right. Yeah. That, you know, that's that and the stuff your dad's achieved, even mm -hmm. in the 10 years that he's been at that house. Right. You know, that's like 20 people. Mm -hmm. It's just all the stuff he's made and built and the vision that he had, the garden, the house, you know, it's just and I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. Right. To have so much energy, you don't know what to do with it. At the moment, I I know what to do with it. I ain't got any to follow it. So that's the exact opposite problem. Right. So, yeah, that conversation I had with your dad really stuck with me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, just just kind of going back to the, like the rabbit holes and stuff. Um it, it can be like, I think a lot, a lot of people now, especially even more right now is everybody's looking for a savior on either side of like the divide. They're looking for this savior, but really the, the message is, and everybody, I think everybody must feel this. They know something's not quite right. They know something's off and it's in, it's in the heart and the gut. It's just, it's just like a feeling that something is not quite right. But what do we do with that? Do we go out and go, okay, well, let's fight this side or that side. It's like, that's, that's what is, what's the message for me is like, we just need to go deeper within. And I want to bring back my, make my practice stronger this year, do more meditation, slow down, like don't get into the stories. The stories are, are a distraction and it's part of the play, I think. Um, and I think we just got to just settle down, calm the nervous system down because the battles that are going on in the physical world, you know, whether it's between, between political parties or the medical thing or the health thing, it's just like, can we slow it right down and come into our center while the storm is raging all around us? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Phil. And that's, and you know, that's the thing with um, the, the new year, new you is, you know, let's, put those practices in whatever they are you know for me a big one for a big one for me is obviously my diet and and you know playing always I'm always playing around with that and and changing it and my lifestyle um you know at bed when I go to bed at night making those affirmations in the morning if I wake up early in the morning sometimes I wake up at three or four so I meditate you know I do I nice. do a breathing I do a breathe I, I don't know that I meditate really I do a breathing cycle and I become very conscious on the breath and when I wander off I come back to the breath and do the breathing and do breathing cycles some mornings I do that for an hour or two hours that's great well meditate like <clears throat> you say I don't know if it's really meditation but meditation is it's, it's really it's just a practice that helps quiet your mind basically and then you can kind of connect and go beyond the mind that's it really and whether that for somebody it might be just walking down the trail being at peace Noticing every step, Thich Nhat Hanh did that, you know, it's like with each step, each peaceful step and just like slowing down, quieting the mind. So it can be in time in nature, it could be cold water, it could be a formal meditation, it could be a guided meditation, it could be breath, it, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's what brings you peace um, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. And it's what, what, what practices are, and I think maybe we can revolve a whole life around, like at least, you know, from my experience, you know, being with Gabriel, it's like, can we set a whole life around that? And, you know, we can do things in the world and we can act in the world. And 
and and we have a we have a character and we have an ego and we've got this thing that the ego is bad or something like that but the ego is just our our way of interacting with the world and it can be good or bad it's not it's not either and that's our character and but if it come if it comes from a place of disconnection where we've got no connection with spirit then it's going to be maybe a not so good ego but if it comes from a place of centeredness groundedness peace quiet mind then we're going to have a different expression i think so yeah and, and i guess from from doing that feel when i i've started practicing um being in the now and i've been doing that for probably 10 years i should think and actually i was t- talking to a, a young man the other day about it and it's like you know, the power of now of Eckhart Tolle. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know really what I thought of that. And then I went back to him and said, I said, actually, do you know what? I think I've just thought about it. And actually, I think it had much more of an impact on me than I gave it credit for. Because actually, what, what I started doing when I was at work was whenever I made one of a mistake, mm-hmm. or I was I was doing a, doing a lot of um, timber framing, with lots of hammers and nails and I kept bashing my finger mm-hmm. or tripping over something. And what I learned from that was to, to always say, so where was I? Why did mm. I, why did I do that? And the biggest thing I've come out of it when everyone says to me, Oh, it's just an accident, Phil. It's like, no, it isn't an accident. You weren't present. Right. So from, so from that practice that I've been doing now for about 10 years, there's never an accident. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I'm going to own this one. If I have an accident, if I fell off of a roof a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily because of the practice that I've been doing, the little voice inside said, Phil, just turn around and hold on to the gutter and you're going down and you'll be okay. <laughs> so wow. I spun around and grabbed all of the gutter in and lowered, you know, just kind of, and then when I eventually hit the floor, it wasn't, it wasn't far. It was about 12 feet, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I eventually hit the floor, this, this little voice said again, Phil, you've got to stand up. If you fall over, you're going to break your legs. So you've got to stay standing up. So as my body, you know, I hit the floor and I started to crumple, this voice made me stand up straight. Wow. I was, of course, I was tangled inside the ladder and I had a bruise on the front and back of my leg. And sure enough, I, I think if I, would, if I had have actually fallen over, I probably would have snapped my leg. And... Um, but the thing from that is the gratitude that I had was, you know, I stood there and looked up at the sky and went, wow, thank you. <laughs> and that transformed all the, any trauma and shock was gone because Ooh. of the gratitude. The gratitude wow. was so big. There was no shock and trauma. I just picked the ladder, stuck it back on the roof and went back on again. <laughs> because it was just, it was almost like nothing had happened except the process that I went through was Okay. Where was I mm-hmm. at that moment in time that I stood on that ladder? Right. And I wasn't thinking about the job. I wasn't thinking about where I was. I was thinking about, I can't remember what I was thinking about, but I was aware that I just wasn't present in that moment in time. Mm-hmm. What a lesson. Right. And that you can expand that out into everything, whether it's a physical thing. Uh, well, I mean, this was all, all different physical things, but like a physical thing of falling off a ladder to, how do we react? So <clears throat> we get angry at a friend or a coworker or a spouse, or a partner. Like, like if we're if we're totally present, 
like it's going to be a different experience. But if we react, like, you know, we know when we react or we react out of anger or we send an angry text or email or say something out of anger, we know that's an unhealthy space. And, and it's, it's really hard when you're in that, that, that moment and you're, at, you're like, you're almost out of your body or you're stuck in your head and you're not connected to your heart and you we react and we're going to, we're going to do that sometimes. <laughs> But if we can come back into that space or we can find a way to break that pattern, go for a walk, connect to the earth, like it can make a difference, laugh or something or look to the sky and be in gratitude. I, I love that. It's like you, you went into gratitude and that shifted your energy. So you could have been angry, like, oh, I'm so stupid. I fell off the ladder. And it's like, I'm just like, I'm not balanced or whatever. You know, you could have kind of beat yourself up, but you just went into gratitude, which is really cool. And I was so gr- I was so grateful not to be injured. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, you know, I really I I was, and that that was the moment that I really got the power of gratitude because it literally I hit the floor. I as I went to crumple, I stood up, and in that moment, I knew that I was okay, and that that the. Um, then I then I realized with that gratitude, gratitude actually transforms anything and everything instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how I or, or, or anyone actually accesses that gratitude from moment to moment with with that. When I was doing my shamanic work, I remember being taught that for something to manifest, you have to pack it. You have to hone the question, number one. So be really clear on what the question is. And number two, you have to pack that with emotion. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did was I packed that gratitude. That gratitude was packed to the brim with emotion. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, with all that emotion, which is energy in motion, there was no trauma. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 and the, the um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, great meditator, he talks about that. It's like putting yourself into an elevated state of emotion and it, and it takes practice to do that. But people go, well, this bad thing happened to me. So I'm angry or this, you know, this thing. And it's like this roller coaster. And it's like, and it takes your daily practice, your meditation, your breath work, your time in nature to kind of hone that, but we, people go, oh, I did my affirmations. I am healthy, I am healthy. But if there's no emotion, if there's no passion in those, whether it's uh, with, a, with a gratitude that you're already in that space. We're not setting this intention that something in the future where we, 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 we have the power to experience that, uh, that emotion as if it's already happened. So, so the, those elevated emotions, gratitude, love, compassion, caring all of those things are are elevated emotions that bring us right into that present moment in 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 our intentions and our visions you know so yes you know and what you're kind of talking about there as well Phil, is owning it owning the fact that you're healthy owning the fact that you're grateful Uh, and you know affirmations if you're just if you're just reading off a load of affirmations they're a complete it's a complete waste of time Mm -hmm. Because you, you know, most people are like, um, when I get this, or please, can I have? It's like that's not now; that's past or future. We have to be right. We have to be right now, right? So we have to be grateful 
for having amazing health. We have to be grateful for having amazing water. We have to be grateful for having electricity. Be grateful for having a microphone for your show, whether it's yours or not. Right. Whether, whether you know, what whatever it is, we actually have to be grateful that we've got it, whether we've right. got it or not. Well, the, we have to act these, like we've got it. Yeah, and these elevated emotions. So someone says, "Well, you know, when I get, you know, my." We were talking about it, like my Ferrari or my 38 acre estate. You were talking about that. You went on a workshop. But when I get that, then I'll be happy. Or when this happens, then I'll be happy. So like, because what is the intent of getting that Ferrari? You think that Ferrari is going to give you joy and gratitude and, and feeling whole. And I think the, the goal, you know, and ancient teachers have said this is like, feel the gratitude now like that's the most important thing and and maybe you'll get a ferrari if you need a ferrari and if you don't you won't you know but it doesn't really matter of that thing it's it's like can you come into a place of peace of love of gratitude in this moment and yeah we're in the physical world so you know maybe we need a car maybe we need a microphone um maybe we need to do a show maybe we need to get an airplane flight all of those physical things but it's like, it's not those things that make us happy. It's the shift in our internal state where we realize we are happy and we are grateful. <laughs> Marfan yeah, so wants today, I, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fab Phil. So I want to add to that now mm -hmm. about, you know, the new year, new you. And, you, you know, you're talking about that shift of being peaceful and being happy inside. One of One of the most profound shifts I ever had was actually when I, was dry fasting so that's zero by mouth no food no water no nothing by mouth and I, I only did a short one I did 24 hours and I went out I went out shopping probably not the best thing to do when you're dry fasting but I went out to our local supermarket and I was shopping and I was sat in the car park this was before lockdowns this was um probably a a, a year or 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 18 months ago this particular thing happened and um, I was sat in a van and all of a sudden this this like this peaceful curtain came right down through my body. And I thought, this is bizarre. I'm sat in a van in a car park, mm -hmm. with loads of people around, loads of cars around, busy, busy, busy on a Saturday morning. And I feel absolutely tranquil mm -hmm. and peaceful. And I was like, wow. So I didn't really get what I thought I was going to get from the dry fasting. Mm -hmm. But what I got was that feeling of peacefulness, which came over my, not just my mind or my brain, but my entire body. There was no longing. There was no hunger. There was no missing. There was nothing. And I thought, wow. I've never actually heard anyone talk of this level of peacefulness. And I didn't realize that, you know, I've heard people talking about getting peace through meditating or getting peace from being in the mountains or being in caves or being um, skydiving. You know, I've heard about people putting themselves in these extreme places. Well, I guess I was in an extreme place on the level. 
Um, you know, I guess so someone would say 24 hours without any food or water is quite an extreme place to put yourself in. So I guess actually I was in an extreme place. And, but the peace. Right. You know, and even talking about it now, I can relive that level of peace that just came right through my whole being. So a new year, new you, fasting to renew yourself, to renew yourselves, to renew your mind, to renew your state, to renew your well-being. Fasting is an amazing gift to give yourself, right. whether it be, um, you know, a, um, a solid food fast where you where, where you're drinking and juicing, whether it's a juice fast where you're just taking juice in, whether it's a smoothie fast where you're just drinking smoothies, whether it's a water fast where you're just drinking water, or like I did, which was dry fat that 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 was a that was a 24 hour drive fast. I haven't done long. The longest I've done is 44 hours, which is nearly two days of no food or water. So I think, I think what was happening as you stepped into that drive fast, you'd taken away all of the clutter. You weren't focused on food. Like, like it brought you what it did, brought you into the present moment. And whether that's, you know, for some people, like they get that moment in skydiving, but we can get that moment in any time. And the more we experience that, the more, like you say, you can just close your eyes and go step right into that. And it's like, it's, it's the more we have of those experiences, the more we can kind of feed off them. I think so. So, so what was, what was interesting though, Phil, with that, I then did that 44 hour dry fast. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. Okay. It's like I, I finished, I, I came off the fast and, you know, drank some water and it's just like, huh, that didn't happen. Right. So that isn't something that comes with dry fire. That isn't something clearly right. that comes in the dry exactly. fire. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, but it's like, if I do this, I'll get this. It's like, no, you just did that because you needed to do a fast, not because you wanted to have that experience. So yep. the more we live in alignment with our truth, the more we'll have those experiences, I think. And so when I was, when I was in England last year, I spent a month, I was out of balance, you know, the city life and everything, came home for a month. And every day I was just doing simple things. Like I wasn't doing anything fancy or creating anything. It was just like every day I would walk up to the little waterfall that was by my parents' house and jump in it. And then I would pick some food from the garden and just, you know, just eat food and rest and read. And it was just like a moment, like I think like two weeks in where I just started crying. And it's like, I didn't know why I was crying, but it was like this joyful energy. And I was just like, it's not like like I didn't get something. I didn't go, oh my god, I got this new thing, or I had this amazing experience. Like it wasn't anything I did. I just like I just started crying, and it was like I can tap into that moment at any time. It was just like it was this joy, and I think it was just that simplification. As we simplify, I had no goals. Like I need to do this, and I need to go to work, and like I took all that was taken away, and it was just I don't I don't know why it happened, but. I think, I think it was some aspect of like just taking away the clutter and not trying to achieve something or having like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. It was just like kind of tapping a little bit more. I think I was tapping more into the natural rhythms of nature of myself and, and what makes me, what makes me tick. So, yeah. 
You gave yourself space, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And I think in this new hectic world that we're in, I was, actually, I was talking about it today. A, a, a mate of mine was down at our little primary school that where me and him went to primary school together back in the seventies. And he phoned me up and, and said, um, I've completely lost my thread now. That's all right. So I, I just wanted to tap into that. I don't know how this comes connects to, but it's what popped into my head. There's with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, I got a couple of, you know, family members on both sides of the family and they've expressed to me how scared they are in this time, how worried they are, even to the point of, you know, tears. So what do we do about that? Like the, there's uh, like, regardless of our belief on what what's going on, that doesn't matter. There is a, whether it, there is a scary situation going on. It's scary, whether it's a, for financial reasons, health reasons, political reasons, like that's just stuff. But there's a, there's a place that people are being pulled into trauma. It's been intense, like nine months of like trauma, fear. Your party's gonna win, my party's gonna win. I'm gonna be caught by this virus or I've lost my business. Um, life's never gonna be the same again. Like we're being hit like on so every single aspect all of us, we're all in, we're all infected. By and, and, and Phil, in, Eng in England, of course, we, we're hit with Brexit. Right. Yeah. So some so people like guys, love Brexit. Some people hate Brexit. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. So, so, so you guys have got have got the uh, the president elections and we've got Brexit. Right. Do you know what I mean, it's like it. And, and God knows what else is going on in everyone else's country. I mean, it's. Yeah. And then people have one on. side or the other. And it's like. So we're just going to fight and, the, and then the fear and just, but just that, well, just, we'll come back to that, but just like the, the fear and the worry that people are in and it's like, Oh, what do we do about that? It's like, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. So there, there's some, and, and that's, that's what Tony Robbins talks about is the uncertainty. We're always yeah. going to have some level of uncertainty, but we've had full on nonstop uncertainty and and then the, then the opposite side is certainty if it was all certain then life would be boring and, and then there's the higher levels where we're just in the moment so there's just different things but what do we what how do we help people you know what do we do to kind of break out of that fear not be in fear and i mean I suppose people are facing death like they're scared that they're gonna die or they're gonna lose a relative it's just blah, i'm like throwing up here <laughs> yeah well i think i think the biggest challenge there phil is you know, it's a bit of a spiritual cliche, but it's to become the observer, right? And actually go, yeah, that might happen. And and for for everybody to, you know, if you watch if you watch the news in England and it goes bloody bloody blah, you know, the news anywhere, it's like, well, is that really true? Is that actually happening? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm not saying that. But if I watch the news, that's not my reality. Right. That isn't well, it, what's yeah. happening. Mm -hmm. That isn't what's happening in the village that I live in. That isn't what's happening in my world. You know, I can, it, I talk to my friends and my family and it doesn't correlate. Right. So what's going on out on the news, on the television, isn't in correlation with my life and what's going on. So if I was to buy into that, 
and believe believe it i would then be in that story so, so the challenge yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so the challenge is to stay in my story and not buy into anyone else's story whatever it is whether whether um you know donald trump's going to save the world biden's going to save the world for example trump's the better so sorry um brexit's the best thing ever brexit's the worst thing ever it's like really to try and stay as neutral even if you really want brexit or not brexit to stay neutral and go okay i've done my bit i voted whichever way i voted for whoever i voted for and then take it back to yourself you know i've done i've done my bit so so, so for me you know i <laughs> I went and danced in the stone circle for solstice because I did my bit to raise consciousness. Cause I think, I think that's going to change. That's, that's the only bit actually where I've got any control over changing is I'm going to go and do something like that because number one, it makes me feel better. And if it works fantastic and if it doesn't, then it isn't so fantastic, but you know what I've done, I've done my bit and I've enjoyed it on the way. Right. So it's, you know, and it's it's difficult. I know it's easy for me to sit here when I haven't got parents dying or grandparents dying. I've got a really good old lady friend that's locked in an old people's home, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's the exact opposite because all she wants to do is die. Wow. You know, when I used to go and visit her down the road at home, she'd be like, oh, Phil, if you get COVID, will you come and breathe all over me so I can die? And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> no, not really. Because then, you know, I don't want that responsibility of, of breathing all over you so you die. It's like, man, what a tough thing to ask me to do. And she's like, but please. And I was like, no, you know, I, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, so. So, so, in, so yeah, go ahead. So, so she's in a home now and she doesn't care if they get COVID or not, because all she wants to do is die. Mm -hmm. So for her, if COVID came to that care home, man, she'd be so chuffed. Because <laughs> it'd be like, Phil, I can die now. Be like, wow. So she's just done with this life. She wants to move on. So, which, you oh, know, she's okay on some level. Maybe it's just like, okay. Yeah, she's done. Because like she said to me when, when she was living at home, she said, all I do now is sit in my chair. She said, I can't read my book because I can't follow the story. I have a job to listen to the television, so I've got to have it up so loud and I worry about the neighbours. Um, so it, it really depends on your perspective. She's had yeah. enough. Mm -hmm. She's had enough. And, and I, the saddest thing for me, actually, is visiting her and all she talks about is wanting to die. Because, mm -hmm. man, that's tough. Right. Um, We've we've kind of society's kind of put these people in that position where these are our wise elders that we should be finding out, you know, more about their lives and what they learn. And we've kind of put them in this perspective that they think they're now not a useful part of society. <laughs> well, for her, it's it for her, it's not so much she doesn't feel a useful part of society, it's the fact that she's losing her function. Right. So mm -hmm. for her, there's no quality of life anymore. Mm-hmm. She's sitting in a chair. She can't really look after herself. You know, now she's in a home. She can't go to the kitchen and get her own food. Mm -hmm. She can't do what she wants to do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, well, what quality of life have I got? Right. She's very conscious. She's very conscious. And I did actually feel have the privilege of sitting with her on many occasions 
I mean, I've known her since I was four years old. Mm. Um, and in recent times, you know, like I found out that her husband was in the second platoon of the commandos in Britain in the Second World War. Wow. Um, he never spoke about it. Um, but she's told me stories about him being in a being in a because the, the first the the first platoon of the commandos they were all got wiped out on on the mission, mm-hmm. and then he was in the navy and they said uh, who wants to volunteer to be a commando and he didn't really know what it was and he said yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and he got to live to, to to fight another day so to speak right uh, and she was in the land army so she got you know so she told i used to go around there and listen to the stories and man they were brilliant right. so you know so the so the challenge what i'm what i'm getting at there again is <laughs> is is to observe whatever's going on around us without getting caught up in it and it's not easy right but it's about observing becoming the observer which they talk about a lot in in the in the spiritual realm and it's really difficult to actually emotionally stand back and say, okay, this is really interesting. This is happening. What does it mean for me? Right. And not, not go down that, that Brexit, non-Brexit loop and get so lost in it mm-hmm. because actually what does it mean? What mm-hmm. does, what does getting out of Europe or getting in Europe? What does it actually mean? We know we, and we're attached to what we think it means. Mm-hmm. But actually, what does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. And of course, five years down the line, we'll know. Right. But so, it's, it's... yeah, you, you, you use the word there, perception. And I think if we are only, if we get focused on the, the media, the news, and we focus on that, we're letting them decide our, perception or our perspective on the world and we get lost in that game instead of like the other way is like okay i got this information it's just information this is what i heard over here this is what i heard over here could be true maybe not maybe it's that that's whoever decided to run that news that night decided this is the perception that we want to present and to the world but it's like okay if we look at it, it's like, well, it's just some information. Like, but what, what is our perception? What is our perspective on life? And it comes back to connecting to the spirit, to the soul. Yeah, and it's about we get emotionally embroiled in the story. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's having the ability to realize that it's a story. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I can, tell, I can tell someone anything about anything. And they can choose to get embroiled in my story. Right. Or go, actually, that's Phil's story. And yes, it's interesting, but is it going to affect me? Right. It's, the, it's that game of where uh, two people are, are fighting each other to just say, I'm right. No, I'm right. And it's like, well, does it really matter? <laughs> you know, in the end, of the, and usually after the argument, you go, oh, why were we arguing about that? Like, what? Why? Like <laughs> this, this other person had a different perception based on their life experiences than I had, but I was really attached. I was really attached to my point of view, my perception. And we, and then we have that more of that, and that's just on a small level, but we have more of that now where it's like, okay, my perception is now coming from the media, from the movies. Like we've been bombarded with 
and out of perception. And then we're going to like hold on to that so tight. And we see that in the political things, you know, in the US, both sides, so attached to their perspective is, is the right way. And, and, like, and, those, and then you see those people, just, they're going to be disappointed when it's not quite exactly as they thought it would be. <laughs> well, there's a story that's told, isn't there? Especially in politics. There's a story that they tell that they want you to believe. And, you know, I learned this, I learned this very young when I, when I really got into politics and started following it all and watching it all and, and paying attention like a good young adult was supposed to. And it's just like, okay, so when they were running to get in, they told me this story. And now they're in, they're telling me this story. Mm-hmm. And this story is completely different to the other story that I got attached to. Right. So what I've learned actually is I can't really take any notice of what, I can't really take any notice of it all because it's, and I, you know, I do sometimes I get sucked in, mm-hmm. I get sucked yeah, into different stories and different people's perceptions because that's the human condition. Right. But it's it's going, oh, I've got sucked into that rabbit hole. Right. I'm going to stop now because actually, is it beneficial to me? Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not beneficial to me because I, uh, I've i got a perceived outcome of what I'm told the outcome is going to be. So actually, what do I want to focus on? I want to focus on being all the way back round again to the best I can possibly be at any one moment in time. So therefore, for me, I'm always focusing on the new, the new me, the new you, new year, new you. So how can I create a new me? How can I create a different perspective? How can I create better relationships, better friendships? How can I communicate better? Mm-hmm. How can I be how can I be the best me, the best version of myself ever? What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it means going to bed earlier maybe it means getting up earlier maybe it means you know doing some breathing exercises before i go to sleep breathing exercises if i wake up in the night for example mm-hmm. maybe it means I've, i need to take more time out and walk in nature mm-hmm. maybe it means i need to connect with my friends and that's where you know you've been brilliant actually phil through lockdown connecting with you every sunday and spending an hour or two hours mm-hmm. reminding ourselves and each other about these things, you know, these tools about um, not getting lost in in rabbit holes that don't serve us, and, and right. I think that's, I think that's a really good question actually, on your evolutionary path is, does what I'm doing, exploring, saying, whatever it is, serve me at this moment in time? Mm-hmm. And that you know, I that's what I catch myself on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, this I've done my bit. I've done what I was supposed to be doing. Now, now I'm just getting lost and it's not serving me. Right. You know, that that goes to your to the way you think, to what you're eating, when you know, when you're on your peanut butter sandwiches and you, you want to create good consciousness, you want to be more present, you wanna be slimmer fitter healthier it's like okay is what i'm eating right now serving me in my end goal Mm -hmm. and and, you know and i think that's just you know is this going to get me to where i want to get to right whatever you know you you might be um in finance for example right and you want to get to the top of your game 
well, is that can of Coke and that peanut butter actually going to give you the edge mm -hmm. to get to the top of your game? And I would suggest not. Whereas taking a nap at three o'clock in the afternoon or having some blended watermelon or having a, or having a juice or meditating, that's going to give you the edge. And, and then that comes to what's popping up is, do you love yourself enough to do that? So Ooh, that's a corny, that's a, that's a corny hard one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but do you love yourself enough to eat healthily, to cultivate your inner garden? Right. And it's like, and that, we're not rejecting the world in this discussion because I'm like, well, somebody might be like, well, does that mean I shouldn't be involved in politics or I shouldn't be involved in this discussion about Brexit or about COVID? It's like, I don't think we're really saying that either, but it's like, but no. if, we, if we're in the, involved in that and we lose ourselves, I think that's when it becomes an issue. It's like, because, you know, I, I mean, Gable Cousins is a great example. He's very, very deeply spiritual but he involves himself in doing things that help to create a better world, whether it's peace meditations or building communities or helping people get healthier. So he'll have things that are controversial, but it comes from that place of deep peace within himself, of self-love. And I think that's, that's where we need to start. We need to get back to that. And I wrote something on Facebook the other day. It's just like, come back, like, come back, come back to loving yourself and then you'll figure out what to do. <laughs> and that's a hard one. It's a really hard one because we all probably have some parts of ourselves that we don't love are not, not good enough. I'm not enough, not special, <laughs> something wrong with me. I'm not, I'm not meditating enough. Like, <laughs> you know, my diet's yeah. not clean enough. <laughs> well, yeah, I have that one all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, Phil. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not to get paranoid about it all either. It's just to, it's to use it as a tool, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it's, to, it's to become the observer of you, you know, even when you're not loving yourself and you're beating yourself up, it's to become the observer in it and, and you know, and not get lost and not get lost in that game either. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people use the word balance and, and, you know, we have to find that balance in ourselves and and walk well i remember the, the first ever personal development course i did years ago the teacher talked about the razor's edge mm -hmm. you know and, and at the time it was it, it it was kind of a spiritual bit of banter and i didn't really get it but now i think i get it now the razor's edge you know you're you're walking almost on that tightrope mm -hmm. and you can fall off at any side at any moment in time mm -hmm. and that's okay because you can get up dust yourself down and get back on the razor's edge and that's and also one of the things is about living on that razor's edge that's where life actually is isn't it mm -hmm. i like that and that and then getting back up too so you fall down you just dust yourself off like you did when you fell off the ladder gathered yourself present am i okay anything broken anything i need to take care of and then you just keep moving forward it's like okay i fell over and and then, and then you you went into like, well, what did I learn from this? Was I not present? And then you're like, okay, I'll be my my intention, even if it's just a little tiny bit, I'm gonna be more present in what I'm doing and when I'm climbing on the roof, you know. So those yeah. little little changes are what make the big difference. Not going, okay, I'm gonna have this big goal and make all this money. It's like, well, what are the little tiny changes that you can make? Because I heard this years and years ago. I think it was in Tony Robbins Unlimited Power. It's like. And, a, and a, you know, when you in, in math, maths or math, 
you have that little protractor where it's little degrees of cha- like little degrees. But if you think about it, like that little tiny change today, when it gets up the path, it's it's you know it's a big change. That little go okay, and make sure I start my day with uh, eight ounces of water or sixteen ounces of water and and lemon. Like if you, I'm going to do that every day, just like little tiny things. Just like I mean, it's not a tiny thing we know, but if you do that every day, that'll make a big difference. So what are those? Maybe we can talk about that. What are those tiny things that we can do that make a big difference? Yeah, yeah, that's a great one, Phil. Actually, little tiny things. So you you, you talked about you talked about um, lemon in the water. So so for me, lots of people put a slice of lemon in the water and kind of hope that the juice will come out. So the thing there is, is to get that slice and actually juice it into the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I do a whole lemon, I juice a whole lemon and I stick that in 32 ounces of body temperature water. Mm-hmm. 32 ounces a litre. Yeah. And yes. and I drink that first thing every single morning. And that's my right. rit- that's my morning ritual. First thing in the morning, um, 32 ounces, a litre of, of lemon water. Some, sometimes what I do, if I feel like I need a little bit of um, fuel in my liver, the medical medium talks about putting honey or um, or other sweeteners in it. What I've done, I never, rarely I do this, but I've been playing with it, is putting three or four dates in and then blending it all. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then and drinking that as my, as the, as, because he talks about the glucose, really important to fuel the liver mm-hmm. with glucose first thing in the morning. Interesting. So I've only done it twice, I think. Right. Because I'm still hell bent on the purity of the water. And yeah, the I'm. I'm with you. I think it's it's probably a bit of both. I, I like to like I'll do. I I for me, I'm. I sometimes I've added a little bit of honey to my water. Generally, I, I like it plain and, and simple. I think there's a, there's a different hydration factor there, and, and then I'll I'll have my smoothie not that long after, which has got you know fruits and stuff and i feel like that's where i'm getting my sweet from but yeah occasionally if i've had a a very tiring night or something whatever i was working hard or stressed or something then that sometimes that little little extra sweetener in that morning water is good what's really interesting though is i've got i've had this practice for a few years of drinking that water in the morning i will know later in the day if i didn't do that like there's like this feeling in my body that something is not right and it's like, it's a little change, but I will feel more agitated during the day if I didn't start the day with that. And I don't know what it is. Is it, is it flushing out my system from sleep in the night? Is it helping my lymph? Is it just hydrating my, my body? I, I don't know what it's doing, you know, on that level, but it, it's, it's big. And it's a yeah. really, really big thing. And it's also alkalizing, Phil, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. maybe you didn't get that initial. And also what it does first thing in the morning is it, is it really washes all that staleness out of your out of your digestive tract as well as as well as alkalizing and um hydrating you know it does that it washes that all out so i start first thing in the morning with a liter of with a liter of lemon water and then if i'm at work and i'm going off to site i drink half a liter which is 16 ounces of celery neat celery juice Mm -hmm. and if i'm at home then i drink 32 ounces a liter of celery juice right which is about three packets of celery juice. Mm-hmm. That's like three full stalks. That full. Yeah, yeah, three, uh, three full, three full heads. Some people call it a head, a stalk. Some people say yeah. a stalk is just one, but I think you mean like the full-on, full head of celery. 
The bunch. <laughs> the, the bunch. bunch. The, <laughs> the bunch. Is it a head? Is it a bunch? Is it a stalk? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Freaking, yeah, it's I a don't celery know. thing. It's that thing that we get in the supermarket. <laughs> and something else that I've been finding in the mid-afternoon actually is uh, blended watermelon. Interesting. That's you think it's like a pick me up in the afternoon. It like kind of hydrates def you. Definite. It's for me. It's a definite pick me up hydration in the afternoon. You know, when I was working in the summer, and I was working two doors down from home, I could I could come back at three o'clock and and I'd make sixty four ounces. I so it was half a watermelon. I cut it up, blend it all, and take it back down for me and and the guy that my mate that I was um, working with, and we would share share a two litre 64 ounces of watermelon juice and um and he was like wow phil that's actually amazing you know that really i can feel that doing something in my body and uh, he'd never done it that, he'd, he'd never done it before that i mean that's great is like those simple things and those simple experiences what i used to tell people when i was at the tree of life and, and teaching the conscious eating workshops or the apprenticeship program is people have no idea how these foods make them feel like healthy whole foods. Like they don't have those experiences. So then they don't know what to turn to when they need something. So if you're only used to when you've got low energy of the extreme of grabbing a soda or grabbing a, a candy bar or a sweet sweetie or whatever, it's like, if that's your only experience, then when you're, when you're stressed, you're going to go for that. But if you start to like shift and go, okay, I'm going to get lots of experiences. I remember when I first got into raw food, it was like, I hated bananas. So I was like eating bananas and, and eventually it's like, oh, bananas. I know what those are now. Like I, I had a bad relationship with it. I know it sounds like a weird thing, but it's like, no, hey, I, no, no, it's cool. I know what watermelon juice is now in my body. Or it's like, whether it's seaweeds or a different type of salad, or if it's a superfood, like I start or spirulina, Phil, tell us about your spirulina trip. <laughs> I love spirulina and I still do it a lot, but yeah, the tree of life, like pretty much for a whole year I was doing, I was dumping spirulina on my salad every single day. <laughs> just like mouth covered in spirulina. Just, it was basically, basically I was living on kale and spirulina. <laughs> so I remember at one point you were doing like 12 tablespoons of spirulina a day. Really? Oh God. Oh my God. Now okay. I'm probably doing like, I just shake it on. So maybe a couple of, like a tablespoon or something, I think. I mean, Gabriel um, got me on six tablespoons a day when I was at the tree. Well, I, I think some like the, and you know, I think there are times for that. Like we may eat really simply now and like, a lot of time I'll go a lot of the morning and I, I just have my smoothie and my water and that's about it. I'm like, I'm pretty satisfied. But when you're getting into eating healthier, sometimes you need like six tablespoons of spirulina or you need a, you know, a green powder. There's some great green powders out there. Or I need a green powder. or I need something to satisfy me or I need six bananas in the morning, but that's not going to be forever. You're not going to do that many bananas yeah. in one. You might, but not necessarily. So it might be like, you know, right now my body's cleaner. So, couple of bananas and i'm good to go um or you know you so it, like it's a, it's a transition process getting into healthier eating it's like and you know like david wolf says it, it's like add in what are you going to add in well i'm going to add in water and i'm going to add in a salad every day it's like i'm not going to necessarily throw all these things out that i know are bad for me it's like but i'll add a salad you know and my dad did that like very successfully it's like he didn't suddenly go, okay, I'm giving up meat. It's like, 
just added a salad in or added more vegetables in with his meat. Like he got more of that fresh food in with what he was eating. And then it, it was easier to like, oh, wow, maybe I don't need this, you know, so much of this anymore. I can eat less of it because this is my majority. And celebrating those little changes, those little add-ins. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. And, and that's where something simple like the lemon water is great. You can you can add in. And then when you've, when you've drunk half a pint, a pint, you know, quarter of a litre, half a litre, a litre, then you don't want the other stuff that you wanted. And, you know, and in the afternoon, like either eating watermelon or blend, for me, blending watermelon is just incredible. Um, but, but blending it, because then you'll get, or, you know, eating it whole, you're getting a whole food, even if it's blended, you're, you, you're still getting the basics of a whole food. Right. Because it's, it's, it's all, it's all in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, for me, actually, out of all the things I've done over all of the years, I think watermelon in the afternoon is the best thing I've ever done. Out of all the stuff I've ever done, that's been the most powerful for me. So you blend in like uh, the seeds and then like that kind of part of the white of the rind, or is it mainly the, like you do? I do all of it apart from the green. I, I get, I yeah, I, I get quite a lot of that. I follow that skin around with the white. There's something in there, right? That is really nourishing. Yeah. And then those yeah, there's seeds something in the, white have got, that... the seeds have got the minerals in there. They're really good for us. And and the other the other great thing about the watermelon seeds that are in the watermelon, they're not dried. Mm. So so they're still active. So they're right. so they're basically act, they're activated seeds, right? They're not mm-hmm. they're not this dead dormant seed that's full of um because I, I went through all this in my mind about the watermelon seeds and oh you know I shouldn't be eating them because they're seeds and then it's like actually they're they're activated seeds because they're full of life force mm-hmm. because they're ready to go right so do you blend this really smooth or is it maybe more like a kind of a chunky blend or what do you no, do? I've I blend it really smooth so I want I want to be able to digest the seeds right okay so um yeah I blend it I blend it it doesn't it doesn't actually need blend very long probably 20 or 30 seconds you know because the seeds are still soft they blend really easily yeah good all right <laughs> i don't know if anything else i think this is good this is a good step for the yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about or are we no i, th- I think actually phil for um a new year blast we've done it i think i think hopefully we've added in enough for people to think about and actually to be useful yeah um well it was useful for me so i mean that's a good thing <laughs> yeah, abs- yeah absolutely yeah if, absolutely. if it's, if it's so, useful for us and it's taking us like it's taking us deeper inside and, and into our path then I, I would imagine some people will resonate with that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, it's just, it, it's like an affirmation, isn't it? It's reminding us sharing our knowledge because we've both got a whole wealth of, of information to share with each other and to, re, you know, and, and support each other and remind each other and share with each other what we're doing so we can add in different aspects of what the other's doing, which, which is brilliant. So Tell me about Sarmando, who's coming on next week. Samardo, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, Samardo Sibley. He's a five-star Michelin trained chef. Mm -hmm. 
So he he's worked at some very prestigious restaurants. Um, I was connected with him from a friend of mine down in Forest Row in, in the east of England. And we connected with each other uh, early in December, I think. They'd be, my friends have been trying to get us to connect for like eight or ten years. And, uh, and I was like, right, I'm going to make this effort. I'm going to connect with him. I'm going to get him on the show. And we had a chat for about an hour and a half. It was incredible. And I was like, well, we should have recorded this because it would have made a great show. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really want to talk with Samado about next week, Phil, is um, a conscious kitchen. Mm-hmm. Because he's got some really, now he's become conscious in, in his kitchen, which he is incredibly conscious in his kitchen. He's got a great journey of coming from a, uh, a Michelin restaurant, which actually is potentially so unconscious, it is unbelievable, to a place now where he knows exactly, you know, some things, who's grown it, where it's come from. And he cares. He cares about what's mm. in it. He cares about the quality <clears throat> He cares about it right from the person that's planted it in the ground to the person wow. that's going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel really privileged to have connected with Samado and the fact that he's going to come on our show and talk to us about, I guess, whatever we ask him questions about. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I enjoyed the most for Samado, for his journey coming through from a professional kitchen into a spiritual kitchen. Love it. And that's, you know, that's... Um, a great thing to add into that new year, new you, you know, it's like be conscious when you prep your food, be conscious, think about, you know, think about where your food's coming from, what you're doing with it, who you're with, how you're connecting, are you getting distracted? And we'll tell stories. I'm sure we've all got stories to share there, Phil, about being in the kitchen and being distracted or, you know, having fun or whatever it is, you know, we've all, all three of us have got a lot to share on kitchen antics so yeah i'm really looking forward to it it's going to be great fun good yeah so yeah uh, another great phil and phil show we really appreciate anybody who's watching us um if you absolutely love our show and you want to uh, donate so we can pay for zoom services and things like that just go to phil and and um i started putting a few articles up there just for fun um but that will connect you to a place to donate with PayPal, totally secure. And then also it will c- connect to where our show is available on Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, our Facebook channel, all those things. So we got all those channels. We put all our shows out in all those different places. So we are very accessible and we, and any requests, anything you like us to share about, you know, you want to know more about our experiences, um, or you have a special guest you think could be on the show, anything like that. Yeah, and, and, and if, any, if anyone's watching that they think they could add to our show, you know, if, if, if someone like Samado or Gabriel or anyone like that, that, that's got a lot of information and knowledge, real-life real knowledge, and, and, and you want to come on the show, approach us. Let's have a chat. Let's connect and, and, see, and see if we think we're going we're gonna to work. Great. Well, I'm Phil. And I'm Phil. And this has been another episode of the Phil and Phil Show. Thanks for watching, guys. Love you all. Appreciate your love. Love you. Bye. Bye.